to another edition of the Unicorns Podcast. This is a podcast series featuring business leaders, motivators, innovators, and general go-getters. Well, today on the Unicorns, we're talking all things real estate. The feature company is a new business into the Australian market called Auction Snitch. Such a great name. Auction Snitch is a game-changing app that tackles three main issues in the property market right now. They are listings without prices, underquoting, and withholding auction or sale prices. The Auction Snitch app is free and allows users to anonymously update or snitch real-time data on property price guides, sale prices, and auction results. The transparency of price and sales history means that potential buyers know where they stand. They can save thousands of dollars on pest and building reports, as well as conveyancing fees, which would have been wasted. Sellers will also benefit by gaining a more realistic understanding of recent sales results, informing them on the true value of their property in the current market. Real estate agents, as well as buyers, have welcomed the technology and the transparency it brings to the property market. The two founders, or the OG auction snitches, are Tory Huxtable and Tamsin LaPointe. Ladies, or snitches, welcome to the Unicorns. Thank you, Justin. It's great to be here. Hi, Justin. So, Tori, you're a real estate agent, and Tamsin You've been in IT for many years. How did Auction Snitch come about? Well, what a great intro. And I'd love to share how Auction Snitch came about. It was really a hot Saturday afternoon and I was heading up to Armadale for a friend's 50th. And I was standing at a off market, just waiting for the buyer to turn up and thinking, oh, I wonder where they are. Really got to get going. And also I looked at my phone. I could see there was an auction happening that afternoon. And I looked at the address. I thought, oh, that's just two doors up from Tamsin's place. I really want to know what this property sells for, Ah, but I'm going to be up on the road. What do I do? So I thought, I know, I'll ring Tamsin and, uh, you know, hi, Tamsin, <laughs> got a favour to ask. Could you be my auction snitch for this auction? And those words literally just popped out of my, out of my head into um, the app now. So the rest is history. And Tam, I said, Tamsin, that's our idea. As um, at the time, we were both two single mums brainstorming great ideas to transform, at the time, dating apps we were looking at, how the, how the heck could be done better. <laughs> we quickly moved off dating apps to um, to a real estate app. Tamsin said, that's a great idea, being the IT whiz that she is. And so, Tamsin, did you, so you popped into the auction, you got, you got the auction price, relayed it back. Did you also have that same light bulb moment? Yes, I mean, Tori and I discussed it. As, as she said, we'd, we'd had lots of conversations about app and apps and technical solutions for things and, and coming up with something that was, was viable. And when we talked it through, I could see how it, would, how it could work. Um, and the, the auction that Tori actually sent me to was crowded with neighbours. I said hello to a lot of my friends <laughs> at, that, at that auction. And, you know, we were talking about it, it is, it is a national pastime in Australia, talking about property. It's our, it's all of us who um, own property, our biggest investments and sometimes our biggest heartaches. Everyone is interested. And so when we spoke to a few friends and they were like, oh, that is a fantastic idea. Absolutely. We would, we would tell you what we know. 
the frustration that so many people feel not knowing the results became very, very evident to us the more people we spoke to. And as you said in the wonderful intro, Justin, it's it's going to help so many people on this property searching journey, both the buyers and the sellers. So we're very excited about it. So how did you go from, we think we've got an idea, how are we going to pull this off? How are we going to make this work? So I'm, I'm keen to know the journey from concept to we've actually started a business. What was that like? Well, I went to the 50th, had a great time and jumped in my car, couldn't get home fast enough to um, have uh, have a catch up with Tams and that Sunday afternoon. And um, we did. We had some champagne and a, and a spa, as it turns out. <laughs> and and um, I think some of the best ideas come from a spot and champagne. Um, and so we we really said, okay, this is this is a great idea, and we made some action points in the spa, funnily enough, and um, that involved getting in touch with um, Domain and um, understanding that we could um, access their APIs, which is how the app basically works. So if the listing is on that Domain, it's on our app, and we found them to be excellent to work with, very, very responsive. So that was the first thing. Tamsin, in the meantime, Googled app development companies and um, we found a company in Melbourne and set up a meeting. In fact, I think we had maybe three or four different companies that we sussed out just to get an idea of actually how much money are we talking about because the whole thing's been self-funded and we, we both have, you know, real jobs in inverted commas <laughs> to, uh, to fund the whole enterprise. Um, and so one thing led to another. We settled on a company in Melbourne, which was great. Uh, they gave us some design drawings, which we were really, really thrilled about. Um, I think the word snitch emoji came out of that um, meeting, <laughs> which uh, that never has uh, been uttered before, but we're, we're keen to develop the snitch emoji um, as part of our app designs. And, <laughs> and then um, we uh, ended up with a company up in Brisbane. And these days with Zoom and Teams and whatnot, it became very, very easy to have, I guess, clandestine meetings we did not breathe a word of this to anyone and we found the people up in brisbane the developers up there to be great and they've developed our app so what year was was this was this um sort of during the back end of covid did yeah. it take a couple of years yeah what, what was what, what was the what time frame here we we actually managed to get it done in in software development terms really quite quickly because that idea was sort of mid year last year um, by the time we had um, done a little proof of concept for ourselves and come up with our little wireframes that we gave to design company, they started in about October. October 22. 22. By January 23, we, we started the development work and by July we had an app. So we soft launched it in August with just family and friends. How did you do that? So you've got the app. Hopefully it's debugged, but you never know until, you know, it goes live. So what was that process like? Hey, help us out, test it. We're not sure, but we think it's good. What was that what was that like? We did quite a lot of rigorous testing and um as as you mentioned in the intro, I've been in software development for a very long time and I'm I'm a bit of a stickler for that kind of thing. And I was adamant that I wasn't gonna let anything go live that had any bugs in it. So we had done quite a lot of testing um, and so our family and friends, what we found there was more the things we needed to address were around usability because obviously we'd been so close to it for so long, we knew exactly how it worked. We, we knew the flow, we knew what you were supposed to press to achieve what. 
And so when we had the family and friends on, they would ask us a few questions and we'd go, ah. Didn't think of that. That was very, very important just to make sure we got the usability right and the and the flow and the navigation in the app right. So we did make a few changes after that and did another another round of development um, after the soft launch. And that's why we ended up um, really only starting to promote the app in September. And so let's give our listeners an idea about how Auction Snitch actually works. Take us through how you can become a snitch. Being a snitch is so easy, Justin. So as you mentioned in the intro, download the app for free and it's a really quick and easy um, process to verify. We grab your phone number, but it's all anonymous. And the idea behind that is we don't want to have one person having 10 different identities because um, you can then manipulate the data. So basically that gives us confidence in, in what's being snitched. So within about a minute, you're up and ready to start snitching. And the navigation on the app is really very straightforward. You basically um, have, can filter by suburb. So you let's just say want to look in Chatswood and you can look at um, the types of dwelling, apartment or house, and the number of um, beds and baths and cars, which is a very familiar search experience for users. And then basically we've really used colour coding Um, I used to be a high school teacher and um, found colour coding to be a very useful way to um, help people understand where you are and sort of the taxonomy of of things. So we've got blue is selling and pink is sold. So you basically toggle between uh, those, the button at the top of the app to see blue or the selling listings in Chatswood, houses, three bedroom. And you can see at a glance as you scroll through that screen, what the price guides are for that property. And as, as more and more people get on, we can see that, you know, the price guides are just there. And that's a really, really great feature because when you go into the other portal, sometimes you're just bombarded with information. Do you need a loan? Can you afford this property? You know, ca- calculate the repayments. Here's a map and here's the school zone and, you know, here's the age of too much. the property. Yeah. And it's like, I just want to tell them the price, son. <laughs> <laughs> the little doer. <laughs> <laughs> if you can imagine there, you're looking at the blue, all the blue ones are um, selling. It's just a little color code and then toggle to sold. And likewise, you can go through and think, oh, gosh, that one, I didn't know that one sold for, oh, you know, that was below 2.5. Oh, I could have afforded that or that was well above what they said, whatever it might be. And then Tamsin, maybe you could talk a little bit about the live auction tab because this was um, Tamsin's brainchild. Sure, yes. So um, obviously with auctions being our our main driver for starting this idea and that was really around the fact that auctions are public events. So it was infuriating that the prices were being withheld. Um, And we found that that is indeed you know, a, a hot interest for most of the people that we spoke to about the app. So we have a navigation tab that's called live auctions. And in the blue selling and pink sold that Tori was talking about, what you've got is auctions coming up in the next seven days or auctions that happened in the last seven days. So it really focuses on the most current information. And that's really um, where Auction Snitch is targeting for users is what is happening in the market right now, not what happened in the market three months ago or six months ago. Um, you can do all that research in other places if if if. If that's, if that's what you have in mind too. So that's really the key difference with Auction Snitch and the idea behind it is getting current property information to users who are currently in the market or have an interest in the market. I was going to ask that question. So would you say that's the key differentiator between what Auction Snitch 
brings to market that you can't ordinarily get on other real estate websites. Correct. Yes, it's that currency of information that is is the key driver. But also, um, you know, the sold prices for properties eventually become a matter of public record. So over time, you can find them all. But the other big differentiator... But that can take months, can't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It can take months. It all depends on how long the settlement is that's been negotiated on the property and all that sort of thing. But the other key differentiator is is us capturing the price guides. So if prices if price guides are never advertised on any of the other portals, they're never captured anywhere. So if we have users snitching the price guides that they're hearing from agencies um, or from each other even, we are able to capture those and we're able to capture those as part of what we call the sales campaign history. And the sales campaign history is um, part of the app that we've included in the subscription feature um, because it is it is uh, sort of a next level feature and it is really the work behind what we're doing with all of this. And what the sales campaign history does is it captures all of the information about the domain listing that that is brought into the app. So from the listing date, who the agent is, um, if the property is set for auction, if the auction's postponed, what the price guide is, if the price guide changes, we're, as it's snitched, we're able to capture that change over time. Up or down. Up or down. Up yes. or down. So anyone who's really interested in watching the market can, can, can see those changes. And that's information that is not necessarily provided to you by the agent the first time you walk through the door of the open house. Um, and then if the auction goes ahead, if the if the property is passed in and we have a passed in snitch of the highest bid or the vendor bid, that also provides very valuable information to anyone who's seen that listing for the first time after all those events have taken place. So they have the ability to look into the sales campaign history and see what's been going on with that listing, which provides very valuable intel. I think people spend an average of between six to nine months searching for the right property when they're really keen and dedicated and they look at hundreds of listings. It becomes a full-time job attending open homes, all the inspections. So how does Auction Snitch, and you've touched on this already, how, how does your app help buyers? I think it helps buyers because information when you want it, you know, People are telling us that they're looking at properties, and this rings true for me when I look for properties at 11 o'clock to 1 o'clock in the morning. Go to bed. <laughs> what are you doing? It becomes a full-time job. It becomes an obsession almost, mm. um, especially when and studying floor plans. We can all relate to lying in bed at night and looking at your phone and you know, imagining where the kids' bunks are going to go, and that's all happening after hours. So really, contact agent. Well, you're not going to ring an agent at 11 o'clock at night. Um, and ask them, you know, what's it guiding? So, so, you know, I think it's just, it's at the time of need. Um, and that's not always when, you know, people are answering the telephone or responding to emails. So it's, it's, it's that immediacy of information and it's the way the information's presented really helps you see at a glance, um, a, a, a profile of a suburb that you're looking at. And then you might look at that and think, well, there's no point in me looking here. I just can't afford it. Let's see where else we can go. And um, I think the way we have presented the information is is second to none. Let's flip that. So what about for sellers? They put a lot of money into marketing campaigns. They're always hoping for the best. Sometimes it doesn't happen. So how can auction snitch benefit the sellers? At the moment, we've got um, a lot of properties being withdrawn, a lot of properties um, passing in. And I think part of it is because sellers, unfortunately, have a very 
um, skewed view of what their property's worth. Um, we as agents are always representing the best interests of a vendor, the seller, um, and obviously we want to get them the best possible price. But sometimes the price that's in the vendor's mind and the, the market price are two different things, and it's very difficult when you have run a very, very rigorous campaign, you've followed every lead, left no lead, you know, leaf unturned, and still the vendor will not sell because they think that the, the property's worth a hell of a lot more than really the market, what the market's telling us. And well, we, they get stuck on a number. Well, they get stuck on a number. That's exactly right. And, you know, you're so close, you know, if you're not in the, in the ballpark, you're in the car park of the ballpark, still – you know, you, you, you know, they're, they're stuck and, and it's, and it is, it does, it does become, I guess, uh, a source of frustration for agents when this happens. And so I think an important piece of being a good agent is to help your vendor understand the value of the property in the current market. And I think, um, you know, when once, um, vendors are, are able to look at price guides, they're able to look at sales results and see how you achieve a sale. You know, in a, in a classic sort of auction campaign, um, I think you know that that can only serve to help um, help the seller because it helps them have a realistic idea of what's happening. And let's not forget, you know, it might be a once in a lifetime, or you know, you might only ever sell a property once or twice in your life. But it's not like everyone is an expert in in um, in this selling game. So we think that auction snitch is really, really valuable tool for the sellers. How does Auction Snitch solve for the problem of underquoting, which is illegal, but some agents do convince owners to go a little lower as a way to bring in more interest initially to create that buzz. So how does Auction Snitch piece that piece of the puzzle together? Well, our view on that really is that the increased transparency in the property market will take care of that. So it does still take a bit of effort from the vendors and the buyers to understand what's going on in the market. But if you can see what properties are guiding and what they're selling for, you can work out what the difference is between the two. You can get a better idea of what the likely result is going to be. And so underquoting really is just um, in the nicest possible way, a sales tactic to get people through the door. But if those same people already have a view of what the properties are selling for in that area, what the true market value is of the properties in the area, the, the underquoting becomes less effective because they just won't believe it. They will, you know, we've seen a few articles in the press over the last year saying, oh, when I go to an auction, I just add 20% to the guide price because that's where I know it's going to sell. So people are working it out. Um, and the more transparent the marketplace is, you know, the less that the less that underquoting is going to succeed because people just are better informed, both buyers and sellers. Um, and the point I was going to add to Tori's point about um, the sellers benefiting is what I've seen um, in the local market is the price of the sold prices that are not being withheld are the street records, right? <laughs> so that's yes, when the agent course. wants to shout it from the rooftops. This is the street record, best hour. And so then suddenly everyone in the street thinks their property is worth that price. You know, and a number of a number of factors can lead to a street record. And often it's things like just the emotion of a, a buyer falling absolutely in love with the property that they must have and you know, not paying the market price. That still happens, that will still happen. Those bid, those excited bidders at auctions which go way over the guide price, you know, that's not underquoting. That is that is demand um, for the property, 
when two people go at it and just keep going and the price goes up and up and up. And so you do see those results. And I think that is what often skews um, in, in vendors' minds what their property is worth. Whereas if they know what all the results were in the neighborhood, you know, they have a much better picture of what, what things are selling for. Tori, you're an agent, you're, you're in the game. Um, what do real estate agents think about the app? Because they're, they're using the app too. What, um, what's the feedback been from agents in the market? I was really nervous about putting my name to auction snitch in the very beginning only because I wasn't sure how it would be received. But I can tell you that I've been overwhelmed by the positive feedback. Um, I've got a number of friends and colleagues in different agencies all around Sydney and um, I've let the cat out of the bag and, you know, we are having a lot of agents following us, a lot of agents enjoying using the app, a lot of them looking at our Instagram and and commenting and that sort of thing, which is great. And I think um, at the end of the day, um, you know, a lot of agents will use pseudonyms and, um, you know, uh, emails to to ping other agents to find out what properties are guiding because it's our business to understand what our competitors are doing in terms of, well, this property's come up around the corner and it's guiding this and and so on. And that, that helps us understand the market. So um, at the end of the day, it's just a great tool and that's how it's being used and being perceived by other agents. So I, I couldn't be happier. So you've made the decision to launch into the biggest property market in the country, which is the Sydney property market. I'm keen to know how it's gone since you've taken the covers off, What's what the traction's been like, what the feedback's been like, how it's, how it's grown. It's only been a couple of months, but give us a sense of the momentum that um, is behind Auction Snitch. Uh, Justin, it's been, it's, it's been way more successful than we expected because we haven't got a huge marketing budget. So we had done a little DIY um, marketing campaign using Instagram, as Tori alluded to. And so what we did was we, we going out to auctions ourselves, taking photos, um, you know, showing the results on Instagram and then and then trying to, to promote the app that way. We've had over two and a half thousand downloads and we currently have over a thousand active users in the app. So active just means that they're currently opening and then still looking at it. So that's really, really very exciting for us. Obviously, the first few users didn't see very much in the app because there were no snitches there. Um, so they might they might have dropped off a little quicker. But um, more recently, we, we we can see the activity in the app. There's, there are a lot of snitch prices. We spend our Sunday mornings looking through all the suburbs to, to see where people have snitched um, from Saturday's auctions that weren't us. And it's exciting. And there's been there's been a large number of them. It's been catching on. It's been wonderful. We also ran a little um, photo competition um, through the Instagram app, getting people to send us a, a, a photo from an auction as well as the screenshot of the snitch. Um, and so th- I think that's been a lot of fun for everyone. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure if uh, we're allowed to share the, the least uh, successful strategy, which we'll probably shelve until further notice is um, our little auction snitch t-shirts, which we had made up and had some pamphlets that we went enthusiastically one morning to Wynyard Station to hand out and we realized uh, that no one wants a pamphlet. <laughs> you had a fridge magnet. I've got about 40 of them. Yeah. So, yes, we decided we decided that for an app, we should stick to a digital marketing strategy. Have you had an example where there have been more than one snitch at an auction? I had two in, in succession, actually, one in Cremorne and one in Hunters Hill. So, I was driving around 
and getting to these auctions. And the Hunter's Hill one was actually um, a shout out through the Instagram app to say, hey, can someone tell me what the one went for on Ride Road? I think it was. So I quickly changed the sat nav to head me to Hunter's Hill. And sure enough, someone had already snitched it. The, the auction had been parked in and I thought, oh, well, there you go. That This app's doing its job. And then headed dutifully back to Cremorne. Lucky petrol prices are quite cheap these days. Oh, wait, no, that's not true at all. <laughs> anyway, well, it's all part of the game. And um, headed to Cremorne and I was at the auction and went down to snitch and it had already been snitched. So that was actually really exciting. Tamsin, <laughs> what about you? Yeah, I've, I've had a couple. So what we've started doing is as we leave auctions, we just leave it for a few minutes to see if someone else gets in there first. Um, and, and we have had a couple one 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 that wasn't right so that I had a little dilemma of it's not quite what I heard at that auction what do I do about it the, the snitches <laughs> had a bit of a moment it wasn't you know it wasn't out by a lot but in the excitement of the auctions you know you can you can mis- mishear what's being yelled we said okay well we'll be true to the app we'll be true to the design I'll put in the right price I downvoted the one that was wrong and put in put in the result that I have and so probably worth mentioning that that is what we've implemented to to try and validate the information um, is to basically to crowdsource the confidence in the information with upvotes and downvotes from other users. So, and so you've launched you've launched in Sydney. We're heading into 2024. What what are your plans to to grow the app to grow Auction Snitch, both in terms of scale, potentially bringing on whether it's you know more staff, more capital, but also the geography. Of, of where the, the properties can be available for snitching through the app. Justin, the way we designed the app again, um, because it's self-funded, we didn't limit the geography. So all of the listings nationwide are already there. All we did was promote within Sydney. So we're only advertising to, to Sydney users just to try and get the best bang for our buck in a small location. Um, so our plans for next year, hopefully if we, um, we, see, we see it growing, we see it succeed in Sydney, we can use that traction to to broaden out to the rest of Australia. Um, each state has slightly different rules and slightly different idiosyncrasies when it comes to property, but in broad terms, it's all exactly the same. Everyone's got price guides. Everyone's got um, sold prices that they'd like to know so that they can make the best informed decisions wherever they're buying. Um, and so we we want to keep working on the app to make it provide that information in the most succinct way possible so that we are the go-to source for it because it's easy to find the information on our app um, and that'll be the thing that differentiates us I think across the, across the country. Tori and Tamsin, the auction snitches. Wonderful to hear your story today. We wish you nothing but success in the years ahead. We'll track your progress with much interest and we, we're sending good vibes your way. So so good luck. And well done on creating a fantastic business. And thanks for coming on to the show. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Justin. Thanks for having us, Justin. 